Okay, guys, I read a really interesting book recently. Um, it's called The Master and the Emissary by uh, Dr. Ian McGilchrist. And I'll just start you off with an anecdote from it. Um, commonly, if people get a stroke on the right side of their brain, they often won't be able to move their left hand um, or entire left side. And lots of people know this is because um, the right side of your brain controls the left side of your body, vice versa. Here's the thing that's interesting. If people get a stroke on the right side of your, their brain, they won't be able to move their left side. But they will think that they can move it. Um, and the strange thing is the reverse is not true of left brain strokes. So this is how bad it is with a right brain stroke. Um, you'll ask them to move the left side of their body or their hand and they can't. So then the doctor will take their hand and put it in front of their face and say, uh, no, you can't move it. Look, try to move your hand. They will still deny it. And when asked, well, what do you think happened? Why do you think it's not moving? They'll say that was your hand or that was my sister's hand, whoever happens to be sitting next to them. And indeed, so McGilchrist uh, says that hallucinations and delusions are much more associated with uh, right brain stroke than left brain stroke. So he goes on to say that some enterprising psychologists decided to take advantage of this by giving the uh, right brain stroke patients or the, the two hemisphere um, different stroke patients personality inventories. And so they give them the personality inventory, but they also gave their family or friends the personality inventories to ask them about this individual. And so what they found is the left hemisphere, meaning the people whose right brain has had a stroke and is less active, those people have a much higher opinion of themselves, a much higher opinion of themselves than anyone else does. Now, in contrast, the people with a left brain stroke where their right brain is left dominant or more active, those people have a slightly negative opinion of themselves but are much more accurate overall as to what other people think of them. So why did I tell you all this? Um, the reason that this was really intriguing to me is because uh, McGilchrist didn't mention this. Um, a lot of people probably are unfamiliar with this. But if you've heard about attachment theory, there are EEG studies of, uh, of uh, people with different attachment styles, meaning the electrical activity in the brain, and what they found is avoidant people are much more likely to be left brain activated and anxious people are much more likely to have right frontal activation. And it's so crazy because how do they define? So if you study attachment theory, what you'll find is one way that they describe avoidant people is they have a positive view of self, negative view of others, anxious people have a negative view of self and positive view of others. And that fits exactly with McGilchrist's, um, at least the opinion of the self, with what happens if you get a stroke in, in different areas. Um, so it's really amazing. So why would we have this setup in our brain where one side is uh, potentially less accurate than the other? And one of the reasons McGilchrist says is that the left brain is very good at focusing. It sees less, um, but that allows it to evaluate detail. So it is very good 
at um, finding errors or deviations from what is already known. Uh, but because it sees less, this is, again, this is McGilchrist's words. He's an Oxford neuropsychiatrist, but he says um, it thinks there's just less information all. It thinks it sees less, but it thinks it sees all. And when you see very little, it's easy to think you know everything. Um, and as a result, uh, that is where the kind of overconfidence comes from. Whereas the right brain is better at seeing the whole picture. Um, McGilker says the right brain was there to consider ourself in relation to others. So that is where you see, and you know, I, I kind of knew this independently, our empathy comes from our frontal right um, area of our brain and social emotion. If you know the work of Alan Shore of UCLA, who was very um, influential in, uh, in childhood attachment styles, um, is that uh, the baby basically downloads the mother's right frontal brain uh, during, during infancy, during development. So one of the reasons McGilchrist wrote the book, or the main reason, is he thinks that the world has become left brain dominant. Because the, the left brain is very good at detail and it's very good at mechanistic uh, understandings of the world, which you, makes a lot of sense for like a technologized world. But he says it's gone too far. And that makes a lot of sense to me. He says you wouldn't want to trust the judgment of the left brain because it's a bad guide. And this makes sense to me because the right brain, it's not only where our empathy comes from, it's where our morality. So moral reasoning comes from the right brain and our sense of justice comes from the right brain. And, you know, it kind of makes sense that he's saying that left brain people rule the world. Because if you think about people in highly technical professions, the kind of STEM type, you don't usually think of touchy-feely people, you know. You think of uh, people who can sit for hours on end, hyper-focusing, which is what the left brain is good at, and can isolate themselves, um, or maybe not, but work with highly technical and mechanistic um, fields. Whereas you don't think of kind of fuzzy, cuddly people as being the kind of people that rule the world. Um, I have a doctor friend and he likes to mention that he kind of thinks you have to be avoidant to be in medicine. And he says it's because um, the demands, the job could be so emotionally draining if you weren't somewhat dissociated. You know, the other thing is, one of the things he says is that the left brain viewpoint has taken over our media. It's very um, linear and it is very matter of fact. Whereas the right brain is harder to articulate. The right brain is kind of the devil's advocate and it understands complexity. And so people who try to articulate a right brain uh, statement, it sounds like they're contradicting themselves almost. Whereas left brain people, he says, he says, the world is very simple, basic, reductionist. It's very understandable. Left brain people feel like, why don't right brain people just get it? We're all just atoms floating around, bumping into each other. And if they don't understand that, then that's just someone not living in reality. Which if you've ever seen a debate between an emotional person and an unemotional one, or someone who feels like uh, an abstract principle has been violated, this should ring very true to you. Or if you've ever heard a debate between an anxious and an avoidant, 
the avoidant is often going to be saying, what's the big deal? I didn't intend to hurt anyone. And they're going to be focused on kind of the letter of the law and not the spirit of the law. Well, you never told me. Whereas the anxious is probably going to be um, arguing for something more abstract, uh, things like fairness um, and something maybe a little bit more um, a principle versus a direct harm. By the way, when I said that the world is simple, reductionist, etc., that's the left brain viewpoint. Um, the left brain viewpoint is uh, simple and it is fragmented into parts, whereas the right brain wants to understand in whole. One of the things he says about left brain thinking is that uh, the the truth is the theory and the, the criteria of a good theory is not whether it reflects reality. The criteria is whether it is internally consistent. And he says, how many times in life have we felt like what's written on the card is more important than what the reality is? This makes a lot of sense if the left brain is sort of immune to morality. And in fact, there was an interview with McGilchrist I listened to and the man said to him, is the left brain amoral or immoral? And he very quickly he's immoral, very quickly and flatly. And I think it's because he spends a lot of time on the left brain is selfish. It's looking out for what it can get for itself. Um, you know, it's funny. I put up this information about hemispheric strokes on my Facebook and somebody responded and they said, this makes a lot of sense. And I said, why? And they said, my mom has just had a stroke on her right side and she's become more direct and less compassionate and a lot of our family can't deal with it any longer. So if you have any interest in attachment theory and if you have any interest in brain science, I think this should ring very true for you, but um, feel free to reach out to me and, and let me know what you think. I'm going to be doing some investigating and I already have on how to shift from left brain thinking to right brain thinking. Um, because obviously it sounds like for the sake of empathy and maybe even uh, morality, or at least the abstract things we value, that it would be important to know how to switch ourselves, both ourselves and others. I also want to do um, a quick podcast episode, so to speak, on how I think we got this way. I think there might be some unique forces going on um, with culture that may have caused us or maybe may be causing us to become more left brain. One of the reasons you might want to become better at right brain thinking is that McGilchrist says, and this is quote, um, the right hemisphere is much more accurate in virtually every dimension of thinking he's tested, including quote, attention, perception, emotional intelligence, cognitive intelligence, which he says some people find very surprising because we think of left brain thinkers as more analytical, social intelligence, and creativity. In every case, again, quote, the right hemisphere is more accurate, better able to gauge things than the left. I'll give you another reason that this is important. Uh, I came across research recently that three different studies show that avoidant attachment is the most common attachment style among U.S. college students. And so since that's correlated with left brain activation, it's a reflection that a lot of the people that were graduating are um, left brain thinkers and they're detail oriented people. They are not necessarily big picture oriented people. 
And to be honest with you, they may not be the most fair people because if you understood what I've just been talking about and then compare that with attachment styles, which govern how you relate to others, uh, that's somewhat concerning to me. So that was basically it. I want to do some of these a little bit more often and just share things that I've been learning every day. This really hopefully illuminates some things for some of you and it, it deals with a lot of things. It's a weird merging of the, the brain science that I've gotten really into in the past couple of years as well as attachment theory. So thanks for listening and I'll try to have more stuff for you soon. Thanks. Bye.